so today is Valentine's Day, so I wanted to record this video for my single sisters out there because I know that feeling, even if you're not really into Valentine's Day anyways, but just it being Valentine's Day, it's another reminder of another year that has gone by that you're not married or that feeling of like, yeah, I'd really like to be married. Ironically, my first Valentine's Day that I celebrated was after I married Scott. So I met Scott April 18th, we married November 5th, and then that next Valentine's Day that came around, it was so surreal to me because I was like, this is my first Valentine's Day and I'm married. And I was 26 years old. So one, never underestimate the and suddenlies of God. You do not know what God is doing behind the scenes for you at this very moment. And two, I want to share with you the practical things of how I dealt with my emotions and longing and the desire for marriage during all of those years of me being single. Scott was my first boyfriend. So I, you know, it was hard. I so desired to be married. I, since, you know, high school, I desired to be married. And that's a good thing. It's good to desire to be married. And there are things that you can do with that desire for marriage. And you know, you, you have people that come in and um, they almost like downplay the season that you're in of like, oh, it'll happen. Uh, or they'll say things like, the moment that you stop looking or stop desiring marriage, he'll come around. And I just, I don't think that that's very helpful advice. Uh, one, because I think you're lying to yourself or I was lying to myself if I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally okay with being single. Whenever I, I had that, I said that, it was out of masking how deeply I desired marriage and it wasn't happening, so what else do you do with that? There is a level of being content in the Lord in every season. So yes, we can be content in being in the single season, but, if you desire marriage, then that that's a real thing. So what do you do with those desires? And I know that there will be people that watch this video and say, and there have been in the past whenever I talk about a woman's purpose with being married and having children, and it never fails. Someone says, but what if I'm called to celibacy? Or what if I'm called to not being married? Well, then what I'm sharing with you today, uh, one, wouldn't offend you because you would understand that it would help the girls out there that do desire to be married, the ones that God calls to celibacy have no doubt in their mind that they're called to celibacy. And they cheerfully yield into that life of singleness without being bitter towards those getting married. Okay, so let's get straight to it. For me, my biggest influence, the first people that really ever influenced me in this area, was Eric and Leslie Ludi when I was 19 years old. I had just transferred to a Christian college. I remember looking up on Google something about when God writes your love story. And this was before YouTube was a huge video platform and actually Google still had a tab where it's like shopping, news, Google, they might still have it, I don't know, but it had a videos tab. And Eric and Leslie Ludi had uploaded a video, actually two videos, a part one and part two, so two hours total of their testimony of how they met. And they actually wrote a book called When God Writes Your Love Story. So that's what they called this video. And it is two hours of them describing their journey of singleness, especially Leslie's journey of being a single woman and their story of how they met. And so this was 
profound for me. And the things that stood out to me that they talked about, which I had never heard before, was one, Proverbs 31, where it says she honored her husband all the days of her life. And Leslie said, that means before she even met him, she was honoring her husband. And I had read the Proverbs 31 chapter so many times, and that never stood out to me. That little word, all the days, which means not just after you meet your husband, before you meet your husband, you can be honoring him. And that was like a light bulb moment for me of, wow, I can be honoring my husband right now before I even meet him. And that ties into the next thing that they talked about, which is honoring other guys out there and seeing them as they may not be your husband, they actually could be someone else's husband. And that changed my way that I interacted with, uh, talked to guys, and not in a weird way, but in a respectful way, having a respect for my brothers, having a respect for guys in a way that if they're not my husband, even if I really like them, if they're not my husband, then they're someone else's husband and I don't want to dishonor her and I don't want to dishonor my own husband. I want to honor my husband all the days of my life. So it changed the way I interacted with guys, which again, I had never thought of before. And I had never thought that God cares about my love story. I just thought that that's something that happened. I'll just stumble into getting married. Uh, why would God care about this? But hearing Leslie and Eric's story and how God was involved in every detail, and I thought, I want that. That's what I want. I want God to be totally involved in my love story. And then they talked about praying for your future husband, which again, never crossed my mind. I didn't even think about praying for my husband until hearing how Leslie prayed for Eric before she even met him. And I'll go more into praying for your future husband later on in this video. That was a huge blessing. Hearing Eric and Leslie Ludi, I bought some of Leslie Ludi's books and started reading them, and they were such an encouragement to me and an area that I had so much hunger to learn in, and I just didn't have any other resources for. And that is why Scott and I talk so much about sexual market value, because that is something I knew nothing about in college. I did not know that as girls, we can play a significant role in attracting high value guys. I just thought marriage was something that would just happen in the right time, and that the guy is supposed to be the pursuer and the girl is supposed to receive pursuit, which is true, I think that's a good thing, but a girl can make herself uh, if you watch any of our videos, you can make yourself into a feminine woman that makes you more desirable so a guy will actually pursue you. So learn from me. I did not know that I could be doing those things. So that would have definitely helped me. But I will say some of the things that I did do with that time, which stem from the seeds of the things that Eric and Leslie Ludi planted in me, were bringing my desire for marriage to the Lord. I, every time, that that thing came in me of desiring marriage, or I saw a guy on campus or anywhere that I thought was attractive or liked or was interested in, I brought that to God. Because I knew God cared about me. He cares about my love story. He cares about who I married. So I brought that before him and always put God at the center of he's gonna be the one who brings my husband. There was a time at 
the at Asbury, the school I was at, they would put on these like quarterly performances where the expectation was for guys to ask girls to this event and the girls would go with the guys and you know it was just like you get all dressed up, it's a special night out and this one nobody asked me to go and actually no one asked me to go to any of them but this one specific one that I wanted to go to no one asked me to go and I had some friends no one asked them to go so all of us girls we went together it was a good time but I get back to my dorm room and I sat down and I was like God when am I gonna meet my husband and in that moment I felt like I had a thought that came into my mind five years and I was like, no ways. I am not waiting five years to get married. And that was April 17th of 2011. But I had the desire for marriage and I brought it to the Lord. I also often journaled and prayed and wrote the prayers down in my journal for my husband. So anytime I had this desire for marriage, I would write about it to the Lord of God. This is what I'm feeling. What does my husband need prayer for? Or how can I bless my husband today? Or um, you know, Lord, can you encourage me today and give me a word? And and he often did. I actually have one of my journals here. So I have so many journals from my single season. And at one point after I'd met Scott, I went through them. Sadly, I cannot find my second box of journals. I can only find my first box. And uh, the first box is mostly of my married years, but I did find this one. And all the pink tabs are where I journaled about my husband or I prayed for my husband and the reason I did this was after I got married I wanted to go back and see all of the prayers that I had prayed or areas where I had talked about my husband and just see you know the prayers and now knowing who Scott was who I was praying for it's so fun to look back at these moments that I brought before the Lord and I prayed for Scott and realizing how much of Scott's life was impacted by prayers that I had prayed for him before even knowing who he was. And so right now you can be praying for your husband and blessing him and you could be significantly impacting his life. There is no doubt in my mind that my prayers were powerful and effective and my love story with Scott, I do believe is God's divine act. I mean, I'm sure anyone who's married watching this, you there are moments where you have to realize all these certain things had to line up for you to meet your spouse. And to think about all those things, it's like, God, your hand was totally in on this. And it's amazing to think how those how your prayers now could impact all of those steps into you meeting your husband. Put it into words on paper into your journals and write them down. Another thing you can do if you have a, a group of girlfriends who also desire marriage and uh, you are in a place where you can meet up with them, have a prayer group for your future husbands. I did this in college. I called the group 515 because we met once a week at 515 and it was maybe 15, 20 minutes long. We would pray for our husbands. We had some groups where we wrote letters to our husbands and it was just a time of encouraging each other in 
our faith and building up our faith that God is in this, God sees us, and God cares about this. And that then ties into writing letters to your husband. I did this during college. I kind of stopped after college, but definitely during college, I would write letters to Scott and write down what I'm doing, what I'm up to. And it sounds kind of cheesy or corny, but for me, it was a great way of like, doing something with this desire for getting married and just writing it down. So I actually still have those letters. I have a, a Tom's shoebox and it's filled with letters to Scott, which is, um, it's just encouraging. It's, and it's faith building. It's believing for what you do not see. Like, I don't see my husband in the picture, but out of an act of faith that I will get married, I'm gonna write a letter to him. And then after I graduated college, I worked at a place 30 minutes from where I lived, and on my driving to work, there was one specific sign that I decided every day when I would drive past this sign, it would be a reminder for me to bless my husband that day. And yeah, some days I'm sure my mind was in a thousand different places and I totally forgot to pray for him, but most days that was a reminder for me of, I can be praying for my husband right now, this is a reminder sign to just bless him. And one thing that I do not recommend doing in this season of singleness, which a lot of people say to do is to make a list of all the things that you want in a husband. I don't recommend doing that. And the reason why is because I think your time will go a lot further blessing your husband, praying for your husband, and you working on yourself to become a more virtuous girl. That does way more for you than coming up with this perfect guy who has to fit all of these criterias. Those things could change. So use this time in a way that builds you up, that makes you someone that's worth marrying, and prayer goes way further than some random list of things that you write down. I did do that, and I can say I have no idea what I wrote down. I, after I met Scott, I could care less about what I wrote on that list because to me, Scott was it. Like. I like him. I like everything about him. I mean, I am beyond myself that he's who I get to marry. Who cares about the list? I like this guy. And so, uh, yeah, don't worry about writing a list. So I hope that these are encouraging things for you to be able to do with this moment in time that you are still praying and waiting for your husband and to remember that your prayers are powerful and effective. I was just going through one of my journals and this was the journal that I had with me in South Africa where I ended up meeting Scott and it was so fun to read through these things because I did not know that I was three months, two months, one week away from meeting my husband when I would write these things down. There's one uh, journal entry. It was a week before I met Scott and a friend in South Africa had taken me to see the sunrise early in the morning. And so I was writing about it this day and I wrote, I was talking about being single and how it has allowed me the opportunity to go to South Africa for three months. And then I said, but I'm excited to see what adventure I'll be on when I meet my husband. Before I know it, I'll be waking up at 5 a.m. to catch sunrises with him. And this was on April 9th. I met Scott April 18th. And when I left South Africa on May 4th, Scott took me to see the sunrise 
early in the morning. So from I journaling this April 9th and saying, before I know it, I'll be waking up at 5 a.m. to catch sunrises with him. Three weeks later, I was waking up and Scott picking me up from the house I was staying in, catching the sunrise before I was getting ready to fly back. At this time, I had never met Scott. He did not exist to me. And so that's why I want to encourage you to never underestimate the and suddenlies of God and use every moment that you have right now to be yielded to the Lord and to follow him. Even if that means getting uncomfortable in your circumstances. If the greatest desire in your heart is to get married and where you are, that's not happening and you're prioritizing comfort over risk-taking or obedience to the Lord, ask God, is there something that I should be doing? Or is there somewhere that you want me to go? Is there something that you want me to do that I am scared to do or is risky to do? Start asking God those things. You never know what steps you'll take, even if that's having conversations with people or volunteering somewhere or you know, there's so many things. This journal that I have all the little tabs in, one of the tabs is from November 1st. This was November 1st of 2015. I met Scott April of 2016. And I wrote down this journal entry. So I watched the Bengals beat the Steelers. And at this time, I never watched football. I literally could care less about football, but I'm from Cincinnati and the Bengals and Steelers game's a big deal, and for some reason I must have turned on the TV and saw it was on. So I watched that game, and then I said, I left the TV on, and then this thing called Courage in Sports come on, and comes on, and I'm sitting on the floor in the living room, scrolling through my phone, looking through quotes, and the TV caught my attention. This boy goes to Africa and brings education and sports, specifically basketball, to this village in Tanzania. They got this trailer of laptops for kids, and the looks on their faces were priceless. Then they asked the kids what they wanted to be when they grew up, and this boy said a policeman. And right then, right when he said that, tears welled up. I, a chord was struck in my heart. I don't even remember what the other kids said because I couldn't stop crying. That is what I want to do. I have a grace lane for that. And if the girl and guy in the video can do that, so can I. That's what I'm made for. Lou Engel said, pay attention to your tears. What you weep over has to do with your destiny. Wow, all I can think of is Josh and Rachel in South Africa. And that was the moment that I started asking God if I'm supposed to go to South Africa. I then had a dream of being in South Africa, left America February 2nd, 2016, was there for 90 days. That's as long as my visa could allow me to be there. And two weeks before I left, Scott came to visit his friends, Josh and Rachel, at the exact place where I happened to be. And that day was April 18th, which was five years and one day from April 17th, 2011, when I was sitting in my dorm room and I asked God, when am I gonna meet my husband? And I thought I heard five years. And it was, um, it was five years and one day that I ended up meeting Scott. And I share that with you today because God does care about you. God cares about the desires of your heart and he cares about who you marry. God sees you in secret and he will reward you openly. So if you are in this place of longing, hold on to that faith, cast your burdens on the Lord because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7, 
Bring those burdens before God. Write them down on paper, even when you're frustrated and struggling. I said that to God, when am I going to meet my husband? Not out of a like, oh, when am I going to meet my husband? It was out of a place of frustration of when am I going to meet my husband? All these other girls are getting asked to these events and I'm still single. I'm alone and I want to be married. I pray a blessing on you today. I bless your husband. And also I do want to share with you this book, Preparing to Be His Helpmeet by Debbie Pearl. I read this book, I don't know, two years ago. So long after I was married, but I read this to see if this was a book that I would recommend to girls and reading it, I was thinking this would have been greatly valuable for me as a single girl. So I highly recommend this book if you are looking for any reading material in this season that you're in. And I hope that you leave today's video hopeful and excited and building up your faith that your prayers are powerful and effective and you never know how your prayers today could impact your future. So I bless you and I pray that you have a wonderful day and I look forward to hearing many of your testimonies of the things that God has done and how he brought you to your husband. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review. And if you want to follow along on YouTube, our channel is Scott and Kelly. Thanks so much. And we hope you have a blessed day.